Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that you can watch the video version of this podcast on YouTube and Spotify. You can stream the audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Overcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Koblizzi Show. My name is Kobe Warner, and today we're going to be spilling the tea. That is my way of saying we're doing a Q&A, but before we get into that, we have a couple things to cover. My song of the day is not really a song. Actually, it is a song, but it's also an EP. My song is Immature by Flo, and it comes from their project. It's an EP called The Lead. So I listened to this EP for the first time the other day because I've been hearing about this group recently, Flo, but I saw on Twitter that they accredited Brandy as one of their musical influences and that they'd said the UK had had the Spice Girls as like a power girl group but they hadn't had like this power r&b group uh girl group at this moment or they'd never had i don't know i'm not well versed in uk girl groups but that prompted me to listen to their ep and it was really great and i highly recommend it it's like modern r&b music and it's three women and i really loved the song immature i also really like the song cardboard box i think that's the one a lot of people know and yeah i really enjoyed it so i highly recommend I am very excited that Beyonce's album Renaissance comes out this Friday. We haven't had a solo Beyonce album since Lemonade in 2016. And then we got Everything is Love in 2018 and The Gift in 2019. But we haven't had a solo album. So I'm so excited. And Break My Soul was like this house song. So I'm thinking it's going to be like house music. And the track list came out. And it is very, very interesting. I am claiming tracks one. I'm that girl. Number 12, Thick. And number 14, America Has a Problem. So those are the ones I'm most excited for based on the titles. I'm so excited for this album. My queen is coming back. And I just wanted to mention that before we got into the topic. Today, I'm also going to mention a TV show or movie of the day. Today, it's a TV show. The Real Housewives of Atlanta, I've been watching since the summer of 2021. I'm finally caught up. Um, so I'm on season 14, and I'm watching it live, which is, on one hand, a great accomplishment. 14 seasons of The Real Housewives is quite the undertaking. But now I have to wait. A week to watch one episode which really pisses me off but I really enjoy the show and that is my TV show of the week. I also want to mention RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars All Winners. All-Stars 7 comes to a close next week with the finale. No 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 this week this Friday on the same day as Beyonce's album. It's a very busy day and I am super duper excited. Uh, I'm rooting for Monet Exchange. I hope she wins. I would also be happy if Jinx won because she's been lighting the competition aflame. Speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race the first question is what would my drag name be? So I have thrown around a couple of different ideas when it came to drag names over the years because I've thought thought about doing drag many different times. I look like that meme for a second. If you're watching the video, I was like, <laughs> anyway. I, at one point, I was going to name myself Chamomile, like the T, but with a K. So K-H-A-M-O... M-I-L-E, I think that's how you spell chamomile. Anyway, I was gonna name myself chamomile like the tea because I like chamomile tea and I was gonna start it with a K because Kobe starts with a K. Um, I've also come up with some silly names like Legs, L-E-G-Z, first name, last name, Fadez, like legs for days. Uh, last name, F-A-D-A-Z-E, Fadez. 
Um, I thought that one was cute. Chevy Silverado is a fun one. S-H-E-V-I, first name, last name Silverado, like the truck. Yeah, I think I'd probably go with Chamomile if I were to choose a drag name, but I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm just going to call myself Coblizzy if I ever dip into drag for the sake of branding. The next question is, how long have you been vegan? I was vegan four years on June 4th, 2022. So I've been vegan a while. I was a vegetarian for a while before that, um, off and on, since like, gosh, uh, second or third grade, fourth grade maybe. There was a couple times I stopped being a vegetarian. One time my dad paid me to eat chicken, $100. I obviously did it because I'm about that bag. Um, I don't think I do that anymore. Um, But back then, bitch, I was like $100, say less. (laughs) Anyway, I've been vegan for four years. The next question is, what was your favorite TV show or movie growing up? Growing up, I fucking loved Hannah Montana. It was my favorite. Later on, I loved like Casey Undercover. I was obsessed with Dance Moms in middle school at one point in time. Yeah, I've really loved um, those TV shows. When I was a kid, the movies that I loved were like Mary Poppins. Not a movie, but I really loved SpongeBob when I was a kid, like a like a toddler child. I loved Mary Poppins, like I said. I loved Nanny McPhee. I loved Matilda. They were all very, very like <laughs> gay movies. I loved gay movies as a kid. I've always been consistent. The next question is, what are my favorite musical artists? Or who are my favorite musical artists? I am super ADHD, so I definitely have, like, hyper fixations a lot. And so my favorites change, but there are some that are pretty constant, like Beyonce. I've always loved Lady Gaga. I've always loved Ariana Grande. Kind of like the the main pop girlies that are around right now. I've been fans of since I was a pretty little kid and have stayed fans of consistently. I love Taylor Swift. Shoshana Bean. I love Shoshana Bean. She is a Broadway actress turned solo recording artist turned Broadway actress again. Um, She's a super great talent. I love her and I will shout her out every single time that I can. The next question is, do I prefer to be hot or to be cold? Um, neither. I hate being hot. I don't like sweating. Once I start sweating, I don't stop. I don't do a lot of things like a man, but one thing I do like a man is sweat. And I'm not a fan of sweating. Uh, But also, when I get cold, like, I chill to my bone, and then I just, like, sit there and shiver like a goofball, and it looks fake as fuck, but it's literally not a joke. Like, I'm just freezing, and I'm always cold. Like, once I get cold, I stay cold. So, Neither. I'd rather be comfortable, but if I have to choose, I'll say to be cold. The next question is, what are some of my pet peeves? Oh my gosh. Um, I hate hearing people chew their food. I will watch ASMR of people eating, but like when I'm sitting with people and we're eating and I can hear you chewing, I want to die. The next question, what is my favorite podcast? I have a couple. Um, I really love Anything Goes, Emma Chamberlain. My favorite podcast i think is probably sibling rivalry bob the drag queen monet exchange i subscribe to their patreon and i give them five dollars a month to watch the unedited video of their podcast i'm obsessed love them next question what is my favorite musical that i've done i did musicals from like age seven god to like 17 basically a decade until when i graduated high school and i have a couple favorites in no particular order rent I did Rent, and my senior year of high school, we won state, and it was great. 
and I played Angel, and it was a lot of fun. At Bonnie and Clyde's sophomore year of high school, I played Buck, which is Clyde's brother, and we did that one at FestCon, and it did okay at competition. It was a lot of fun. And Grease, sophomore year also. I did Grease like a month before I came out, and I played Teen Angel as like an androgynous drag artist, and it was amazing. It was so, like, validating. I, I Going on stage, like, in a full face of makeup and this huge wig and these, like, silver boots and this rhinestone, like, pantsuit and having people cheer for me and, like, applaud this, like, super feminine, like, hyper-feminine, like, look on me, I think made me feel comfortable enough to come out because I think it was the first example in my life or one of the most impactful examples in my life of people loving me for having fun and being myself. Because, yeah, I was playing Teen Angel as a drag queen, but honestly, it's just because I wanted to get into drags, honey. I just wanted to get my makeup done. That's the truth. And I loved it. It was the most fun I've ever had in a show, ever. Next question. Would I ever shave my head again? And the answer is, bitch, never. Well, that's the short answer. The long answer is that if, like, one day my hair starts falling out, like, because of age or whatever, I would shave my head and I would like alternate between like wigs and hats. Maybe I'd serve like a fierce bald look once in a while, but I would really like get into head accessories. I think in my young age, I've already shaved my head. I shaved my head twice and I had a shaved head like buzz cut for like at least a year, maybe longer in total before it like grew out. And I'm good. Not again in my young life. I did not love that on me. <laughs> Somebody said, do you remember when you lived in a closet? And yes, bitch, I do. Uh, when I was a kid, I really wanted a tiny house. But obviously, I was a child without a job. And so I had no way of making a tiny house. No job, no, no knowledge of building. I just hit my fingers with a hammer trying to nail one by fours together in the garage trying to build a tiny house and so once i realized that wasn't happening for me i decided that there was a garage closet that i noticed while i was trying to build the other one and i cleaned that bitch out put some carpet my mom helped me paint it and i called it a tiny house i put a dresser in there i decorated it i slept in there for like a week um and for about a week of my eighth grade i think maybe seventh no, i think it was eighth grade i lived in the closet in the garage of my childhood house it was crazy i didn't live there very long i don't recommend that it was hot and not practical at all who wants to live in a garage i felt like cinderella like harry potter but it was a choice and you know what that closet was under the stairs too i really was giving harry potter teas what is my relationship with social media Short answer, complicated. Long answer, I used to really love social media and I really wanted to like be a part of everything. So I had like all the platforms and I would like regularly monitor them. I think like a lot of us Gen Zers have been at one point in time, maybe still are. Um, but for me, I've departed from that. And I don't have TikTok on my phone. I don't have Facebook on my phone. There's no point. Um, if I need to access those websites, I'll get on my computer and I'll get on the website. I have Twitter on my phone. I don't really post. I just like to read and to scroll. And that's probably my favorite. Um, and I have Instagram and I do post on Instagram, but I'm really kind of tired of that one too. I'm trying to like reimagine my relationship with social media because I don't like it the way I used to and I don't want it to be a part of my life the way that it's always been and so I'm not super sure how I'm gonna solve those issues just yet uh, but I don't love social media especially TikTok I think that TikTok is way too powerful and I think the way that it informs culture at this current stage 
in society in 2022 is incredibly like, wow, I cannot believe they do that and have the ability to be so powerful. But on the other hand, it is dangerous and it wields a crazy, the pink sauce. There's this girl on TikTok selling pink sauce and fudged the nutrition facts so she could say that there were four, 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 444 servings in the bottle because she wanted to put an angel number on it. And people don't even know what it is. And it's a, and it's a craze and it's a trend and I see it all over Twitter because I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> so I don't see the TikTok stuff on TikTok, but I hear about it because TikTok is so powerful that it permeates all the other platforms. And I don't know if you guys have gotten the new Instagram update, but now Instagram's like feed is like scrolling like TikTok. It's not like a smooth scroll anymore. It like like is like on a carousel that goes like up and down rather than side to side. This is crazy. Everybody is no longer interested in being original and all of the social platforms are now just trying to pretend to be TikTok and cater to TikTok. And so now we have reels and now we have these videos on Snapchat and now there's these, and I just can't take it. Like I do not like TikTok and it's permeating all the platforms and uh, I can't, I could go on a tangent about this all day long, but I'm going to move on to the next question. I just cannot believe how powerful TikTok has become. What are some of my dreams or things that I'd like to accomplish? Oh man, when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a Disney star. <laughs> that didn't happen for me. I still would really like to be on television. I would like to have like a talk show. I'd love to turn like the Co Blizzy show into the Kobe Warner show on TV or have like a talk show, a creative take on that timeless format. Um, and it doesn't have to be on television. It could be on streaming. It could be like a high production YouTube show if that's still a thing in the coming years, YouTube shows. And that would be amazing. I would love to do that. Uh, I really want to continue to make music. I would love to be a musical artist and get to like travel the world and perform. I really want to do drag. I would love to be uh, a successful drag artist. I would love to go on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, all those things I would love. I would love to do all of those things at this current stage of my life. Do you struggle with insecurity? Yeah. Definitely. Obviously, everybody does, but it's gotten better over the years. I used to be so debilitatingly insecure about almost everything about my appearance. And it's crazy because now I like a lot of the things I used to hate, but I was so insecure in middle school, in high school. I was insecure in different, insecure in different ways about different things, but I was so insecure and I would hyper fixate on these insecurities and think about them all the time. I'm happy I'm not there anymore. It was my, my forehead is something I still don't love, but it used to be a, a thing that I would just stare at all the time. It's kind of big. <laughs> it's a little crooked. Um, I used to not love my face. I didn't like my lips. I didn't like my nose. I thought my eyebrows were too bushy. I thought my head was too big. I thought my neck was too long. And now I'm a model. So my thing about insecurities is that I think we shed a lot of them as we age and it's really important to recognize that we are who we're supposed to be and being the same as other people is no fun. So you might as well be yourself and accept everything that's unique about you because what's unique about you and what other people don't have is what makes you special and that is your job security. What is the biggest lesson I learned from high school? 
High school, when I was going through it, I didn't enjoy very much. In retrospect, I look back on it fondly because a lot of really cool, um, formative, important stuff happened to me in high school. A lot of shitty stuff happened also. I think high school is when I really realized that some people just don't like you and they're not going to no matter what you do about that. No matter what you try to do, no matter what you say to them, no matter how you try to pander to them, no matter how you try to be a people pleaser, no matter how you try to convince somebody to like you, if they have an opinion of you that they do not want to shed, they're not going to do it, and you cannot convince them otherwise, and you cannot permeate that and get into their brain and make them think differently of you, so stop trying. That's what I realized in high school, and obviously I've made the mistake of trying to do those things since, but it, I, that's the first time I learned that lesson, and I'm continuing to learn it every day, and I'm getting better every single day of my life. Why did you drop out of college? So, I haven't talked about this, and a lot of you might not know that I dropped out of college. I was going to school in Boston, and I went for about a year and a half. I was really burnt out near the end of my career at that school, and I quit. And it was a really hard decision to make. It was really emotional. I was really depressed, uh, but I was just so miserable, and I had to find a way out. And so I came home in February of this year back to Atlanta with my parents, and I did a lot of healing and recovering and was miserable for many more months. And then sometime this summer, I kind of found my footing and stood back up and decided that I had other things that I needed to be doing and that I could not wallow any longer. And then I signed with my agency and then I created this podcast. And now we are moving on up once again, people. Who do I look up to is the next question. In real life, I look up to my parents a lot and I love my parents so much. I look up to people who are honest. I look up to people who are free. I look up to queer people who express themselves freely and be who they are and be their authentic selves. I look up to all of those people, even the ones I don't know, everyone. In terms of celebrities, I look up to my mother, Beyonce. I look up to uh, Billy Porter. I look up to people who stand up i look up to lady gaga lady gaga has always been a stark lgbtq plus ally always forever and always always has been always will be and i love her for that what is your toxic trait oh my god so i don't talk to boys at this stage in my life i i am sexually attracted to boys i don't know if i'm romantically attracted to boys because they drive me up a fucking wall they drive me crazy so annoying i'm not good at talking to boys. I don't want to text. I don't want to face. I just can't do it. I don't want to talk. I know that's required of the dynamic, but I just wish I could do it on my own terms. I know that I can't. I know that somebody else is involved. I know that I have to be considerate of that, which is why I stay out of those situations at this stage in my life, because I'm not willing to put up with it. How do commonly gendered things like bathrooms and sports affect you? Do you have any ideas of where we could go from here to improve? Being a non-binary person, I find myself obviously like standing in the world being like, I'm non-binary. I use they, them pronouns. This is me. But unfortunately, most people still see me as a guy. Most places don't have non-gendered restrooms. Most places, if something is designated by gender, it will say man or woman or, or male or female and I just kind of have to put up with it sometimes it bothers me more than others but I just feel like that's something I really cannot change in real time at this moment I can't snap my fingers and make that a different 
reality. And so I try not to let it bother me. I try not to uh, be angry when people assume that I'm a man, when I just have to recognize that they don't know any better. And that's kind of how I keep my peace or try to. But I don't play sports, so that part doesn't affect me. The bathroom part, I just use the men's restroom. I love when there's all gender restrooms. That's really, like, affirming and nice. But, you know, I really don't know about how we could change or improve that other than just make all gender restrooms. The sports issue, that's a topic for another day. I do have lots of opinions about that, so I think we're going to have to circle back. What are three things that you would do if you were president? So... I wrote down my answer to this question before I recorded the pod just so I could accurately depict what I was trying to get across. And so that is what I'm going to read now. My answer to this question would be to legalize and decriminalize marijuana on a federal level and have all of the people who are in prison for minor minor drug charges released. The second thing, in light of all of the Supreme Court bullshit going on recently, I would protect everybody's right to exist as their authentic selves and their right to their bodies and choices on a federal level from now until the end of time. Number three, I would mandate that fossil fuel tycoons stop killing the planet and then telling us that we need to reduce our carbon footprints, which we do, but also they are the ones causing the majority of the issue. And so that pisses me off when they try to be like, oh, we'll use a metal straw and you will save the world. Like, yes, use a metal straw, but also stop fucking fracking. Oh, the fracking. <laughs> the final question. What was moving away from your hometown like? How did that affect your mental being? And what did you like or dislike most about it? I was really excited to move away from my hometown, so much so that I wrote a song about it. And you could stream hometown at my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Kablissi. So in the moment, I was really happy to go. But I pretty quickly, moving to Atlanta and then to college in Boston, I pretty quickly missed my hometown. And since I've left, I appreciate it a lot more. But when I was there, it was it was time to go. It was time to leave. I had been stationary in that place for long enough. So I'm happy to be gone. I'm happy that I don't live there, I'm, that it's not my home base anymore. Um, but I do miss it. It was positive for my mental health, for sure, the move, the initial move in the beginning. And since then, I definitely think that if I were still there, if I had stayed there, I'd be a different person because I needed to go away and grow. I had a lot of growing to do and still do. And I think maybe that place is too small to foster the kind of growth that I need at this time in my life. I love my friends there. I love the people that I know. I love going back to the places that I used to frequent. Um, Restaurants, the beach, friends' houses that I used to go to. Um, There are some really special spots there that are close to my heart. But the overall vibe, the overall ideology of the area, the humidity, not into that. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, Spilling the Tea Edition. I am so happy that you were here. I love you even if I don't know you, and I hope you come back next week. Over and out. Mwah!